Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Praise the Lord. We give glory to God this morning because he is the true and living God. Uh, we are true life ministries under the leadership of Elder Gregory Hughes. And we bless the Lord. And I invite you, anytime that you're in the Atlanta area, definitely come by. Uh, we're uh, in East Point, Georgia. And that's... Uh, out on uh, Washington Road, um, 3492 Washington Road, East Point, Georgia. Come out definitely and visit us. Um, if you have any prayer requests, you can definitely uh, make sure that any one of the ministers gets it and they can get it to uh, Dr. Arrington or myself, and we will uh, we will be glad to pray with you. Uh, in that regard, and then we do say, innocence with prayer is everything. Prayer is, it is everything. Amen. We give it glory this morning. Amen. And with all that said, good morning, Dr. Arrington. Good morning, Elder Angelia. Happy Thursday, huh? <laughs> and good morning to our audience today. We would like to first give God the praise and glory for allowing us to be up so so early this morning, just to be able to give a word and even to hear a word. Amen. So good morning and welcome to Naomi's Word. We are here to bring you words of inspiration, encouragement, to motivate and to help guide you in all wisdom and in all truth, understanding that God will provide in word and in deed. The intent mission of our sessions is to give us further understanding about how God operates Now, he speaks to his people and relays to them his plan for their lives. Because he is the God of purpose, know that as he reveals his plans to us, he is also revealing himself. He is a God of his own timing. He created time just for you and me. It is in your now time that he reveals himself to you, the believer, to reveal the plans that he has for your life. He gives us a challenge to take what he placed in our hearts and minds to use as the stepping stones to the predestined and preordained path that he has chosen for us. He then tells and reminds us in his word that we are to apply our faith to believe what he has said to us concerning his plans for our lives. That's to and for you and for me. It is in this process that we must continue to walk as we faith our way to his purpose for our lives. Never forget that life is a process toward our living. Once again, life, it is a process. And after all, we know that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. His word says, when you hear my voice, harden not your heart. He is letting you know in advance to expect him to speak to you. In fact, God is speaking right now. Are you listening? 
As you prepare to hear today's message, as a reminder, don't forget to always and at all times put on your most offensive weapons of choice, the whole armor of God. It is found in Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 18. Also consider these scriptures. Create in me a clean heart of God. Renew a right spirit within me. That is found in Psalms chapter 51, verses 10 through 13. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That is found in Proverbs 3 and 5. Always study to show yourself approved. Speak and meditate on these and any other scriptures that come to your heart and your remembrance as often as you need to. Know and understand that we are not alone in our doings. As believers in the body of Christ, know that God is for us and with us, and we must be about our Father's business. Amen. And with that said, let's begin. Our title has been an ongoing title called God Wants Your Focus Back on Him. And the topic, uh, we're kind of going back into some topics we have dealt with in the past. Um, after doing a study uh, at my at my at my church, I found it necessary to go back and and to redo some things uh, uh, to remind us that you know God is a God of change, and we may determine that that is necessary. But the topic is the courage and confidence to become. And to become requires a series of changes that God will take you through in order for you to become who he called you to be. The scripture is Romans 12 and 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Our focus today, again, we are still under the subject title that God wants your focus back on him. This topic today is the courage and confidence to become. Do you have the courage to create the life that you deserve? Only you can answer that question. What is in your hands, in your spirit that you can use? With that in mind, many of us have a want and a need for a new vision, a new mission, even new focus concerning our lives. We are now about to witness with our own hearts, mind and eyes, days that we have never seen before, opportunities and challenges that we have never had or experienced. Know that only you must have the faith to unlock the door to the real you. Isn't it amazing how regardless of the events and experiences that have transpired during the seasons of of your life, that nothing has stopped this new year from coming into view, this day from coming into view, and into its reality? This new year, each year, is bringing about new understandings of who you are in him, what you possess in him, and how he desires that you allow him to manifest himself into and through you. Only you can do and be you. Let's face it, you are the man in your mirror. Remember the scripture, Isaiah 43, 18 through 20. It says, do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully, for I am about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
You must know for yourself as you continue to press forward towards something new that his word says that he is about to show you, give you, manifest something new into your life. It's not really new to the Holy Spirit. It's only new to your revealed memory. Remember the need and desire to change begins with a need to change. The Holy Spirit is the change agent of your reality, and he is waiting on you. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 reminds us that there is a season and a a time appointed for everything and a time for every delight and even event or purpose under heaven. God wants us to use the time that he has given to us to do his will, not our own. In the word of God, it is referred to as in the process of time. God is saying that we are to trust him every step of the way, knowing that he is and that he has walked this path before us and he knows the way. It is God that has given to us a season to be processed, and it is only through his power and might that you shall become. He is saying that the body of Christ, this includes you and me, is to step out on the mustard seed of faith that you know and have in him. He supplied you with a measure of faith. It is up to you to birth you. God will give the real you the needed increase and cause you to grow. You must believe that he is and that he will always be here with and for us. You must believe for yourself that in him his promises are assured, yes and amen. After all, he sent his only begotten son to live and die for us. By our faith in believing that he is, we may that we may have everlasting life in him. As has been stated in past messages, that now is the time to make a change. You must choose. In getting to know and to understand you, understand why change is hard and what it takes to make changes. People often struggle to change. That's true even when they want to change badly and know exactly what they want or need to do. It's important to see why change is hard and what it takes to make changes. Without such knowledge, it's easy to become frustrated and ready to give up. Part of the reason it's hard to change is that what people say and do serves a purpose in their lives. They're getting something out of what they do. It's satisfying some mistaken goal that they have. That's true regardless of how unhealthy, self-defeating, and that the behavior might be. The connections of our behaviors are such like establishing pathways across as you're walking across a yard or a field. If we keep walking the same way, the pathway becomes well-worn and easy to find. If we want to get across that yard or field in a hurry, in the future, we're more likely to take the obvious path that has been established. And then we have to understand we must establish a new one or we'll keep going down the same path. If we keep using the pathway, it might become a rut if we don't change it. And we'll be in a rut. And when people travel dirt roads, it's easy to slip into old ruts that are there from previous travel. So why change can be tough? What does it take to change? Here's an important point. Once we create such ruts in our pattern of behaviors, we can't get rid of them. That's what makes it hard to change. At this point, we can only make new ones. Ruts are why people recreate their past and why their history becomes their destiny. That could be good or bad as well. You must choose to change the ruts in your life. It takes courage to make the difference. Nobody respects a coward. 
We admire people who are courageous in every movie that has a hero. We admire it, we admire because it, is, it takes courage to be a hero. The bad guys, the villains, nearly always turn out to be cowards. Usually when we think of courage, we think of heroic, death-defying acts. We think of firemen going into burning buildings to rescue little children, policemen in a shootout with hardened criminals, soldiers falling on a grenade to save their buddies, seamen going out into a stormy sea to rescue people from a sinking boat. The fact is that every one of us faces choices every day in which we come out either courageous or coward. It takes a great deal of courage to face the daily challenges of life without becoming a wimp. By choosing Christ and committing to walk, talk, and to live your life as a Christian, it requires special courage. As Christians who desire to make a difference in the world, we are going to face unique challenges that are going to require a great deal of courage and confidence. Jesus says in John sixteen thirty three, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident and undaunted. Be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished my victory abiding. Perhaps you have heard someone say religion is for weak people or belief in God is a crutch for people who aren't strong enough to stand on their own. Such statements are made out of total ignorance of what the true Christian life is all about. It takes enormous courage to be a Christian when most unregenerated people automatically despise you when you openly reveal that you are a person of faith in Jesus Christ something to think about. You know, we have to think about what is it that we really want to accomplish because we are Christians. We want to accomplish the fact that we want to make a difference in the world, and that requires change, and that requires decisions. Example, Christians will not change the world by imitating it. To inspire others to know God and to commit to pleasing God and being a positive blessing to their fellow man, we are going to have to be different. And to be honest, we must face the fact that there are people in the world who automatically have unfriendly feelings about Christians whose lives is so dynamic that it is changing the lives of others. Even though there are many areas in your living where special courage is needed, especially as Christians, we need courage to stand up for Christ. Now, let me ask you this question. Do all your family members know that you believe all the word of God? that God says about Christ? Do the people where you work know? Do the people you meet regularly in a normal course of your life know you believe this? Your neighbors, the people where you shop, or at restaurants or activities you attend? For those of you who can answer yes, you also know it took some courage to let everybody know that you are a person of faith in Jesus Christ. Some of you know deep down in your heart that you do not have the courage to stand up for the faith you have in Jesus Christ. If you ever are going to stand up for Christ, you're going to have to find the courage. He is the power and the authority about of the ability for you to stand up for him. We need courage to resist temptations. None of us are exempt from temptation. When we get saved, we get the life of God in our spiritual nature, but we don't lose our fleshy nature. 
Our unlived spiritual nature delights in God and the things that please him and bring blessings to others. We need courage to face the challenges of life. Thousands of challenges are hitting people every day. All this is evidence that courage to face these challenges is elusive. We need courage to serve the Lord with our gifts and abilities. The conclusion of Hebrews 12 is, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. If we are going to serve God acceptably in a world that has declared its independence from God, we are going to have to find the courage to do it. How do we get the courage that we need? It is by entering into a relationship with God in Christ Jesus. When we openly confess our faith in Jesus Christ, that is taking courage. It is this decision that strengthens our Christian belief and values. An amazing amount of courage comes from settling in your heart and mind that your beliefs and values are right. You must humbly ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding as you study and meditate on God's word. There is also great value in learning from others what God has shown them from their studies, their meditation, and experiences. We are strengthened when the rightness of our beliefs is reconfirmed in the experiences of our everyday life. I will repeat that. We are strengthened when the rightness of our beliefs is reconfirmed in the experiences of our everyday life. It is by constant dependence on God to empower all we do that gives us courage. Without God's power working in us and through us, we cannot accomplish all that God wants us to do. We should increasingly feel and express our dependence on our Lord. Ask him to empower us to accomplish his purposes in and through us in all that we do and in all that we face and believe him to do it. We will find ourselves living with the supernatural courage that only God can give. May each of us learn to live with the courage God wants every one of his children to have. It takes commitment and courage together to make the difference. Commitment and courage are the magic force that makes the difference. Commitment is the ultimate decider of your goal-setting success. If you're not committed, you won't succeed. So what is commitment? When you are committed, you will do anything to reach your goal, no matter how hard, tedious, boring, or scary. You will do whatever it takes to get where you want to go. If you have a lot of questions, doubts, or resistances to taking action, first start thinking about how much you really want to meet your goal. Stop fooling yourself and pick one that you can and are committed to do. Committing to things takes courage. Sometimes we have to commit it to do it one at a time. But there are other reasons you need courage to reach success with your goals. When the, when the going gets tough and you have different difficult period or long plateau, do you have the courage to stick with your goal, even though you may not have any idea how you will actually reach it? You may even have an inner nagging voice that says you'll never get what you want. As a believer, do you, having, do you have courage to create, again, the life you deserve? For changes in life, you, not me, will have to prepare your mind and strengthen your courage. 
Do you have the courage to create an exciting grand vision for yourself? It has been said that a big reason why people are not excited and motivated is that their vision is too small. It lacks power. Sometimes even exciting passion-filled goals have steps that are tedious, boring, and hard. Can you keep going when the going gets tough? If you decide to create powerful, passion-filled goals, you will probably need to make changes in yourself in order to achieve them. Do you have the courage to make those changes? Have you ever wanted to escape the direction of traffic and life and walk a path less traveled? Me too. It takes courage, but it is liberating, and it can be hard. I'm the first to admit I've lacked courage in the past. If you choose to step up your life path for the better, get ready, because there is going to be an adventure of a lifetime as you walk forward towards what God is showing you. The following tips will also guide you to pursue the change your heart's desire. Again, if you desire for changes in your life, these tips will prepare your mind and strengthen your courage. You must have and take the courage to create the life you deserve. Ever want to, again, to escape that? You really can't because it's always before you, not behind you. Now, also consider the following. Don't allow fear, especially fear of success, to consume you. Be prepared to go outside of your comfort zone. Be ready for change. Believe in yourself and trust your capabilities. C.S. Lewis says, we are what we believe we are. There are five attributes of courage that um, you may consider um, Courage is something that everybody wants, an attribute of good character that makes us worthy of respect. Yet courage is not just physical bravery. History books tell colorful tales of social activists such as Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela who chose to speak out against injustice at great personal risk. Entrepreneurs such as Steve Jobs and Walt Disney who took financial risks to follow their dreams and to be so innovative are like modern-day knights, exemplifying the rewards and public accolades that courage can bring. There are different types of courage, ranging from physical strength and endurance to mental stamina and innovation. When you understand that, that just as these people have achieved, we also have the ability and the right to. You have to begin by feeling fear, begin and understand that feeling fear yet choosing to act. So you will feel fear when you are going forward and the Holy Ghost is prompting you to take that next level step. But when you know it's the Holy Ghost directing and guiding you because you're in relationship with him, do not fear the step. Take it. You have to follow your heart. You have to persevere in the face of adversity. You have to stand up for what is right. And you must expand your horizons, letting go of the familiar and welcoming the new of the Holy Spirit. In previous messages, we spoke about the need for change. Change is not 360 degrees because that will take you in a circle and you'll keep repeating and doing the same thing over and over. Change goes from 90 degrees to 180 degrees, allowing your back to 
see the past and your faith to see the future possibilities. Godly and positive pursuit for change is imperative as a believer. It is essential in the process of allowing true change to take place within us. If it doesn't happen in us, we won't see it or its effect outside of us. We spoke about something new, of asking God to re-reveal to us the dreams and the visions and plans he has for our lives. Question again, do you believe that you were sent here to this earth to make a difference? As he is reopening your heart and mind, you should be thinking something new. Don't wait. The time will never be just right. So start where you stand. Use what he has given you. Once again, his word says that you are not to look elsewhere for what you need as a Christian, as a believer. For the kingdom of God is within you. Jeremiah 29.11 reminds us that, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You must reimagine your possibilities. As it is understood, you must remember that the starting point for dealing with one's own issues in life after we have confessed our sins is to accept Jesus Christ as, as your Lord and Savior and then ask to be filled full of the Holy Spirit. Then strive to establish a true relationship with him. You must choose to walk as one with a heart of thanksgiving and with an attitude of gratitude. Now today it is your time to decide who you will serve, God, man, or yourself. It's up to you to choose, to decide what to do with the challenges and opportunities of God. It has been said that when you truly choose to accept change and correction in your life, you are choosing to go, grow, and flow. In other words, to keep it moving, understanding that making no decisions is still making a decision. You're accountable for that choice. You must choose to change. I personally have chosen to change. Therefore, I have chosen to grow while yet becoming. I suggest that you choose wisely. As you go forward into your this your new day, remember that this is your time. Be grateful to God for the generous deposits that he has in and for your life. Pray often. Let gratitude and humility be your banner. Let thanksgiving be your words of praise. Know for yourself that Jesus is enough for you. Pursue opportunities to be an encouragement and an inspiration to others that are around you and in your presence. Also, don't forget to encourage yourself. Give great value to the people that God has placed in your life. He put them there to help you to become. As a believer in the body of Christ, you must know for yourself that Jesus is the answer and never the question. Thank you for joining us today on Naomi's Word. Have a happy, thankful Thursday, everyone. Give someone a kind word, a hug, or a smile today. Do some random act of kindness just because you can and just because you know that Jesus loves and cares for you unconditionally. He dumped the garbage of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and placed it and replaced it with his gift of love joy and peace through the Holy Spirit. Walk in it because the sacrifice that he made for you and for me, God is the greatest gift giver of all. I know that Jesus is enough for you and for me. Won't he do it? Know that you are awesome, 
that Jesus loves you, and so do I. You have an awesome day and an awesome week in him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Dr. Allen, will you pray this morning? Amen, amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now for your presence. We know that it is with us. We know that it is in us. We know that we can stir up that gift anytime we want in the name of Jesus. As we've learned in previous lessons, Father God, you gave us a boatload of gifts. You gave us a boatload of things that are an expression of your love, and, and they are called the fruit in order for us to make sure every day is a day that you can see yourself in and through us as we walk this walk of faith. Father God, I thank you right now for reminding me of the message of change because, Father God, we still need to remember, Father God, that who we were and even possibly who we are are not who we are going to finally be. And it's going to take change and it's going to take steps. It's going to take a process, Father God, to get us there. It's going to take courage, Father God. It's going to take commitment, Father God, for us to be able to become who you want us to be. But our delight in you, Father God, is in doing your will. So therefore, Father God, we stretch forth our hand, Father God, asking you not only to help us, but to show us the way in the name of Jesus. I ask that you touch each and every one that is on this line, Father God, that have heard this message. Understand that change is no one ever said it would be easy, but the, prob- but the fact of the matter is, Father God, if we choose to change, you don't have to cause us to change. If we choose to change and walk in obedience, Father God, your word says obedience is better than sacrifice. That means we value the time that you've given us here on this earth, Father God, because we're always pursuing what we need to be and do in obedience according to your will for our lives. So I ask you to touch each and every one, Father God, that is listening, and as they extend themselves out of courage to let other people know who they are and who they belong to, Father God. Let us do it with boldness and with courage, Father God. Lord, let us be that light that you have placed on this earth, Father God. Let us be that salt that has a seasoning, Father God, that as we go forward, Father God, touch each and every one and let them have the courage to let the people of this life, the people in their families and where they are, know that they are in relationship with the true and living God in Christ Jesus. Continue to strengthen us, Holy Spirit, with the, with the courage, the authority that we need, be able to boldly step forward. Allow each and every one, Father God, to walk in the boldness of who you are in them in the name of Jesus. The world can't always handle us, Father God, because sometimes when we appear, just walk in the place, they know something is different because you walked in with us. And we thank you for that presence in our lives. So, Father God, Young and old, it doesn't matter. Help us to learn who we are supposed to be. Give us the courage, the power, and the might. For you said it's not by our power nor by our might, but by your spirit that we go forward in life. Help us continue to define who we are and what we're supposed to be doing, Father God. Let us value again this time that you have given us to be on this earth, Father God. Let us continue to go forward, trusting and believing in you and that you are in the name of Jesus.
We thank you, Lord Jesus. You said that you came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly, Father God. Let us understand, Father God, that when we accept the challenge of making changes in our lives, that in making that decision, we're not doing it by ourselves. Father God, you have come to help us, Father God, be all that we could be, and you allow the Holy Spirit to come and be in us to give us the strength, the knowledge, and wisdom that we need. So we trust in you today and through all things. As we go forward, Father God, let us walk boldly in the power again and strength and might of the Holy Spirit. Let our smile be a ministering tool, Father God. Let our words of encouragement be a ministering tool, Father God. Let our walk and power and strength be a ministering tool in the name of Jesus. That when people see us, Father God, even before we open our mouths, they know that there's something different about us, Father God. Because of Christ in us, it is our hope of glory and standing before them because we have opened our hearts and minds to allow you to use us that they may see you through us. So, Father God, as we go boldly in this day, Father God, we ask that you protect and keep our family, our children, and our loved ones. Give us the knowledge and wisdom to make the best decisions. Give us the strength to allow the health that we have to carry us forward in the name of Jesus. Allow us to see opportunities and know the ones that are from you, Father God. Give us that discernment, Father God, to understand the needs of our family, friends, and loved ones and those we are dealing with, Father God. And give us the boldness to trust the gifts that you have placed inside us to help us in our decision-making process. So once again, as we go forward, we trust in you today, Father God. We're grateful, much obliged, that you chose to wake us up this morning. We're grateful that you have chosen to give us a right mind. We're grateful that you have chosen to use us today, Father God. And just as your act of kindness to us, Father God, allow us to be an act of kindness to and for someone else, Father God, especially those that do not know you, Father God. Let us not just keep preaching to the choir, Father God, but let us be shown by your Holy Spirit, those that are in need, Father God, of an injection of your love, that they may choose ye this day who they they shall serve, Father God. There's so many out there that don't yet know you or have been confused because our behavior has not been what you would have it to be. Let us, Father God, get it in order, get back on track. You can use us, Father God, to empty the kingdom of darkness and fill the kingdom of light. As we go forward, Father God, trusting you to challenge us this day to do your will concerning our lives. We just say we love you, we trust you, we give you the glory, and we just say thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We bless God this morning for his word, and we bless him for prayer this morning. Um, It never ceases to be God, no matter what. He still is, was, and always will be God. Um, and so, God, we lift you for that. We definitely bless your name for that. Uh, we did receive such an, uh, an awesome word. I am. Uh, let me look at this. Um, there's a, something I want to share in addition to that before 
I pray, amen. I, uh, Ecclesiastes 3, to everything there is a season and a time and a purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen travail which God hath given to the Son of Man to be to be exercised in it. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. And God requires that which is past. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time, therefore, every purpose and for every work. I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of man, that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of man befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them, as the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no permanences about a beast, for all is vanity. All go into one place, all are of dust, and all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore, I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works for that is his portion. For who shall him, who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? 
Amen. So that is Ecclesiastes 3. There's a time for everything. And what that is telling us is that for all of the labor that you have done and for everything that you have done naturally also, that also um, is spiritually, that you have worked enough and you have earned the right to have good, to enjoy, to rejoice, to have some happiness, to enjoy it. Because where are you going but to the dust of the ground? And when you are gone, there is nothing left for you to rejoice, no time for you to rejoice, no time for you to enjoy. God is God, and he determines. Uh, All the things that he has created in Ecclesiastes 3, it refers to the much as beast. And so sometimes, you know, that is the state. But then all of that is in God's hands. There's a time for everything, and that time is determined by God himself. Amen, amen, amen. So in your time, read over Ecclesiastes. We tend to read the first part, but we miss the rest in the middle and at the end. Amen. Father God, we bless your name. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for being God and that you're always there, oh God. You never leave us, nor do you forsake us. Hallelujah, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for everything that you've given us in the word of God, from Genesis, God, to Revelation. God, from Genesis to Revelation. We thank you for the knowledge and the understanding of it, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you for the revelation that you continually give. We thank you, O God, that it is without fault and that the word is without error, O God, and that it is what it is. It says what it says, and it shall do. Hallelujah, it shall be. Hallelujah, it shall manifest itself just as it says. So, God, hallelujah, we give you glory for that. Oh, God, even that you've given us the ability, oh, God, hallelujah, through Jesus Christ to repent. God, we talk about that thing which is sin, God, and a lot of times, oh, God, people tend to focus on uh, uh, sin because they see uh, the world in operation, and, oh, God, they see drugs, and they see alcohol, and they see, oh, God, profane things. They see promiscuity, fornication, and adultery, oh, God. They see they see these things and think of them to be the only thing that is sin. But, oh, God, we thank you that you've given us the word that breaks it down and helps us to understand that that is not the only thing that is that thing called sin. And, oh, God, and even inside of that, we have the ability to repent. Oh, God, so we thank you that you have broken down for full understanding. Everything that sin is, oh, God, hallelujah, Jesus, but you didn't leave a way of escape out of the world, oh, God, but you also gave. Oh, wait, so we thank you, oh, God, that repentance is good for all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, and we thank you, God. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for that revelation that you gave that we don't have the right to rob anybody of repentance. I don't care if it's the worst of the worst, oh, God, in the worst place that there is. Oh, God, everybody has the right to repentance. So we thank you now, God, because it is a 
our job, hallelujah, God, to draw people into kingdom, hallelujah, it is our job, oh God, to draw people into kingdom, oh God, works, it is our job to draw, oh God, for you, oh Lord Jesus, so that even the greatest, that which is considered the greatest of sinners, oh God, has the ability to repent and be completely forgiven because you, oh God, are not like man. Oh Lord, you are faithful and you are always just. Hallelujah, Jesus. And so we thank you, oh God, that even in this process, even in this refiner's fire, God, everything that you're bringing to the top so that it can be wiped off. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for that process. But we thank you even more that somewhere, oh God, there's somebody that needs everything that you've got in us that is that which is that pure gold, oh God. Hallelujah. It's not about anything else, oh God, except you. You raise up. You bring down, oh God. Hallelujah. So we thank you for that, oh God, that only you have the power to raise up and only you have the power to bring down, oh Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God, that there somewhere, there are people, oh God, in rough places, oh God, in their mind, in their heart, in their life. Oh, God, they are lost. Some are. Some know, hallelujah, the way. Some know you, oh, God. But life itself is affecting. So I thank you, God, that you're there, that you see. Even when you're in silence, God, you see. Ah, yeah, God. And as you're watching in silence, you're mapping out a plan, oh, God. And that somehow you'll deliver them all one by one, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you that you've placed those in the earth. Hallelujah, near and far, oh God. You've ordained and you've anointed and you've appointed a time, oh God. That there be those in the earth that can be there, oh God, to help bring out someone, oh God, to help bring up someone, oh God, from a low place, oh God, from a place, oh God, of being lost without you, that they be able to reveal who you are in all of your fullness. So we thank you, God, for every bit of the journey because it reminds us. It reminds us of who we are. It reminds us of whose we are. It even reminds us sometimes of what we used to be, oh God. And so we thank you, O oh God, that even in spite of it all, whatever residue that you are wiping off, O oh God, hallelujah, we are still not who we once were, O oh God. And we thank you that we are not whom we once were. And we can say to somebody else somewhere that you will not always be where you are. You will not always be in the state that you are in. Why? Because I am living proof that God can and that God will. Oh, God, so we bless your name, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Pray for every sinner, God, everyone lost. God, keep them encouraged in the name of Jesus. Because if those of us, oh, God, 
who walk and talk with you and who know you well can be disparaged, oh God. Hallelujah, can be saddened, can become weak weak and weary, God, and well-doing. God, hallelujah, the state of them that don't know you the way that we do. Hallelujah, even I remember being in a state of not knowing you in the fullness of your glory. God, that's a hard place. And I thank you that you sent people to me, oh God, and just as you sent people to encourage me and to help me get up from that place, God, do the same for them to do it quickly, God. We are in this something. We are in a time recognizing the signs of the time that we are in. Oh, God, we realize that time is not long. Oh, God, because in the Bible, when it asks, when men ask, how shall we know? Well, it is, is explained, oh, God, and we see, hallelujah, what the Bible says. We see what the Bible says, oh, God, we see what the Bible says. And I pray right now, God, against the spirit, oh, God, of those that would heap to themselves, teach us, hallelujah, those who have itching ears, oh, God, they just want to hear what they want to hear. They just want to hear that, oh, God, which will make them feel good, not that way which is reality, not that which is truth, O oh God, not that, that which explains that there is a heaven, but there is also a hell. And you better remember that there is a choice to make. Oh God, I thank you that you keep us because in the last days, oh God, your word says that even the very elect shall be fooled. So we thank you, oh God, that in spite of it all, you help us to see. You help us to know. God, you help us to understand, oh God. You hold us in the road, oh God. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes to try to push us left or push us right, oh God, I thank you that you hold us, oh God. You hold us in the road, oh God, so that we be not lost. Because the thing is not to receive all the reward in this world and lose our soul, hallelujah, because there is a time to be born, but there is also a time to die. And so we thank you, God, that even at that time, oh God, we thank you in this earth you've held us, oh God, and continually to hold us in the road that, oh God, that we not live and breathe and work serve and labor in this earth in vain to die and lose our soul to hell, oh God. Thank you now in the name of Jesus for grace and for mercy, God. Hallelujah that we not lose the battle. Hallelujah that is salvation, that we not lose this thing that is the battle, oh God, and allow the enemy to win by winning our soul. Hallelujah. You can have all the things in the earth that you want. Hallelujah. Hey, you take a car through Glory, hallelujah, that's all right. Hallelujah, you're taking this and you're taking that. You're taking, you think you're taking something. The only thing that really matters is our soul. So, God, we thank you for the reminder that what matters above all the things that are in the earth, because when we leave here, we can't take none of it with us, oh, God. The only thing we take is the soul. The body won't even go. Hallelujah, as fit as it may be, it can't go. Hallelujah, only the soul shall stand before you. Oh, God, hey, remind man, we thank you that we recognize the sign of the time. And in recognizing, we realize that there should be warning. 
warning for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, God, and we are tasked to warn others. There is a heaven. Oh, God, thank you for it. But there is also a hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't lose your soul trying to obtain what is temporal. Glory be to God. Don't lose your soul. Hallelujah, grasping at what is here inside an earth that too will be destroyed. Hallelujah. That is the reality of the word of God. And it does not lie. It is truth. It is not fallacy. It is truth. Our God breathed. It is truth. Ordained in the earth to be instruction on how we might live. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you remind us consistently, that you remind us in little ways and you remind us, oh God, in big ways. Uh, Everything is dust in the wind. Oh God, it is all just dust in the wind. It's meaningless under the sun. So we thank you that we keep our focus and that focus is on you. Oh God, and the fact that we are accountable to you Oh, God, hallelujah, and that we, oh, God, will stand before you and give an account. And we want to live, so, oh, God, heaven is our reward. Right now, I pray right now for our ministry, God. I pray for our pastor in the name of Jesus, who has labored long and labored hard, oh, God, who keeps his hand to the plow, oh, God. And I thank you, O oh God, that you would, hallelujah. That you would do it, God, in the name of Jesus. That you would do it, God, in the name of Jesus. That you would do it, God, in the name of Jesus. It is imperative. Hallelujah, God. We must recognize the sign of the time. And the time is to run, not to lose this race, but to run, hallelujah, with patience. But it's time for us to run just a little bit faster than we've been running because man has to be warned and reminded of why there is salvation. What is the purpose of salvation? And we thank you, God. Hallelujah, that he recognizes the sign of the times, O oh God. We thank you that he's able to open his ear, O oh God, to hear what thus saith the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, how important it is for us to remember Hallelujah, because we know not the day. We know not the hour. Hallelujah, we know not the day. And we know not the hour, God. So I pray for all of your servants that not only we not lose heart, but that we don't lose focus, oh God. And that we recall every bit of what your word says and that we come to the knowledge fully an understanding of what it means, oh God, and how to apply it, when to apply it, oh God, 
and that we don't let the cares of this world, oh God, in the name of Jesus, bring us to a place that we ought not be. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, your word says, oh God, fight, hallelujah. Fight, oh God. Fight, oh God. Hallelujah, fight. The fight is yours, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we stand, oh God. Those that stand with you, fight against those, oh God, who fight against me, your word says. Hallelujah, fight against those, oh God, who fight against me, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hey, you're faithful to your word, and you watch us in the world. You know where the fight is, oh God, and we trust you. Hallelujah, to win, oh God. We know that you've already won because you are the truth and you are the living God. We may continue, oh God, to hold to this thing called faith, oh God, that we may continue, oh God, to run this thing called the race, that we keep forward in this journey, oh God. In the name of Jesus, every last one of us, God. Every last one of us, God. In the name of Jesus, every last one of us, God. For the enemy is coming for your servants left and right. And the more we serve, the more we labor, God, and the more we give to you and your kingdom, the more he tries to raise his head. But we thank you that you cut it off, God. In the name of Jesus that you crush the head of that thing called the serpent, oh God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, that even you would have divided asunder. In the name of Jesus, that you would rend it, hallelujah, to pieces, oh God, and enable us to be able to freely, hallelujah, to freely work for you, God to freely live for you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, you've provided thus far for your people, oh God. Hallelujah, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, God. You have been faithful, and you have been loyal, and you have provided for your people, oh God. And so I pray and thank you Oh, God, for the provision that you always make. Oh, God, some may look, oh, God, at our lives at times and say, <laughs> well, now, God, you sit high, you look low, and you know. Hallelujah. But in spite of it all, God, we are in the places and we know that every bit of favor, every bit, oh, God, Hallelujah, of provision in all has come from you and you alone, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are faithful like that, and you have been even unto ministry, God. Hallelujah, the ministries don't keep going off of themselves. They don't keep going because of the people inside, oh God. They only keep going because you have mandated it to be so. They only keep going, oh God, because you continue the power and the strength and the ability to allow them to do so. Glory to your name because you are 
a faithful God. Hallelujah. You raise those people to places and positions, oh God, that you raised them to. Man did not do that. God did. Hallelujah. So we thank you, oh God, for raising up, oh God. Warriors, God, hallelujah, for raising up, hallelujah, just like Peter, imperfect, oh, God, but you raised him up, oh, God, hallelujah, Jesus, and you said his name is written, ah, is even etched in stone, oh, God, hallelujah, at the gates, glory be to God, hallelujah, so whatever it was said inside the earth, oh, God, there you have the final say. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And he is who you called him to be. Hallelujah, Jesus. And we thank you that you say and do the same for your servants in the earth, O God. Hallelujah. We are each and every one, whomever it is that you called us to be. Hallelujah. We are the way that you called us to be. Even our leader, O God, you created him to be who he is, how he is. Hallelujah, Jesus. You created him that way. Every person that's inside, every pastor that there is. Hallelujah, Jesus. Every minister that there is. Oh, God, you alone have raised them up, oh, God. Hallelujah. You alone chose them, oh, God, for whatever character traits, hallelujah, that they had that you sought to be used for kingdom's sake. God, you raised them up. So we thank you for raising them up for such a time as this. Oh, God, because none can be weak in such a time as this. Oh, God, hallelujah. Yeah, God, hallelujah, Jesus, even in our weaknesses, oh, God, that we have, that man looks at, it is in you that we are made strong, glory to your name. Never said we'd be perfect, oh, God. Yeah, hallelujah, for the word of God is even filled with imperfect people down even through the lineage of Jesus Christ himself. Glory to your name, oh, God. So now we realize this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This day, O God, and days to come already dominated. Hallelujah, because you've given us the strength and you've given us the ability to stand flat foot bold. Hallelujah, fearless of anything that the enemy might bring. Why? Because we are on God's side. We are on the Lord's side. There we stand. There we shall not waver. There our feet shall not slip because they are planted on a firm foundation. Oh, God. So these days ahead are already dominated. Oh, God, but I thank you that you allow us to be able to encourage someone else to do the same. Hallelujah. To let them know that they too can make it, oh God. Hallelujah. But before I end this call, I heard in my mind and in my, in my heart, oh God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Hallelujah. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Hallelujah, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. There was such joy, and there is such joy when we first come to you. But along the way, it seems that we get a little weary or we could become affected, oh God. So we thank you for the reminder that we can even ask, restore unto me the joy 
of my salvation. So now, these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.